everybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lights Out Podcast. Today, we're going to be diving deep into the dark mind of none other than Russ McCamey and his extreme haunted house known as McCamey Manor. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Halloween, the official holiday of the Lights Out Podcast. And in the spirit of Halloween, I thought, let's let's dive into this world of haunted houses and haunted attractions because this is something personally that both myself and Joel have really enjoyed over the years. And unfortunately, with you know everything going on in the world and the pandemic this year, it is going to be a little bit more difficult to get to those haunted attractions. And yeah, some of them aren't going on. But one haunted attraction that is going on this year is the infamous McCamey Manor. This is just one of those topics that I have personally been very intrigued by for a long time because I'm just absolutely blown away by how this man and his haunted attraction are still open and people are, are still going through this experience. Because a lot of people believe that what Russ is doing at McCamey Manor is basically abuse, legal torture, and we're going to go through all of it today. So a little disclaimer for those that don't deal well with distressing situations. We're going to be playing a lot of different clips in this episode because it's the only way that you get the McCamey Manor experience. We're going to give you an inside look at probably one of the most terrifying experiences that doesn't kill you in life yet called the McCamey Manor Haunted Attraction. Hopefully, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you're already pretty used to all the things that we're going to discuss and some of the things you're going to see simulated in this podcast today. And with that being said, if you haven't checked out the podcast on YouTube, this is the perfect episode to start doing so because there's going to be a lot of clips, a lot of pictures. They are very graphic. I'm sure YouTube is not going to like this video at all. But I think it's important for you to see what is actually happening inside this haunted attraction because it's going to blow your fucking mind if you have never heard of this topic or you've never seen what has happened there. So buckle up. This one's going to be a wild ride. I don't know where it's going to quite take us, but let's get into McCamey Manor. So to start off, let's talk about haunted houses for a minute because this is something that for Joel and I, especially like if, if you didn't know, Joel and I grew up in a very religious home. So Halloween wasn't particularly one of the most memorable holidays that we had, right? Oh, definitely not. Like our parents, when Halloween came around, they're just like devil's holiday. Oh, what's that? Yeah. Devil's holiday. So, you know, but I was one of those people and I know Josh was too, but every year we would try and like find a new haunted attraction to go to. One of Josh's favorites was the, this haunted cornfield maze. Oh, I love haunted corn mazes. So scary, right? But mine was, um, I actually got to experience the 13th floors in Denver, which was one of the most popular ones. And I think still might be, uh, but I went like a few years after they banned like the physical abuse or, you know, things like that. Where they can so, like touch you, the you know, actors can. Yeah, exactly. Right. So once they banned all of that, I was like, all right, you know, there's really no other attraction out there. And that was when Josh first introduced me back then to McCamey Manor. And <laughs> they, they have these videos on there. And I was just like disturbed. And I was like, wow, they, they're really getting away with this at a haunted attraction. It's just crazy. Yeah. So 
it's interesting because, you know, we've both you and I have gone to a number of different haunted houses over the years, mazes, houses, uh, just interact, not interactive. I've never been through an interactive experience where yeah, they can really like fuck with you or touch you or anything like yeah. that. I guess that's considered kind of the extreme because there's actually McCamey Manor is not the only extreme haunted attraction out there. There's a lot of them out there. Uh, one of the most popular ones is called Blackout or the blackout experience, I believe. Interesting. And it's basically similar situations. So the reason that this is an extreme haunted attraction is a, they can touch you or B you have to be over 18 years of age, or I believe McKamey Manor is 21 years of age. You have to sign a waiver. That's the big thing is like, I went to a haunted house that you have to sign a waiver for because you're like, <laughs> that's what a the whole fuck? other level. You know, you go tell your parents that they're going to be like, what are you talking about? Why are you signing a waiver? I will. I'm They're like, we're not responsible for the injury or possible death that can occur <laughs> during this experience or the permanent emotional damage that you might sustain. But that's what you sign on those waivers. Right. The interesting thing about haunted attractions is that they've been around for a long time. Like if you look back at the history, I think, the whole haunted attraction or haunted house idea came about it during the great depression because that was when things were really bad economically. People were in really bad places in their lives. And so the movies that was right around when Frankenstein, Dracula, you know, a lot of these classic horror films started coming out mm-hmm. and you know, the genre was kind of birthed at that point. And as humans, I think we're all, you know, a lot of us kind of like this idea of being scared and we like the feeling that it gives us, when you jump at something or, you know, you see something and it just creates terror, you know, in a way I I think gets, you know, your adrenaline going and it gives you that rush like, holy shit, you're shaking. You got chills running up and down your spine. So I think it's something that kind of naturally, you know, is built into us this fight or flight, you know, sort of experience that we have in life where we encounter things and the first thing we want to do is run away from them and Mm -hmm. i think that's what this haunted house experience gives you though is this real life experience of terror and fear in a safe environment where you're not actually you know encountering this real fear that could physically harm you but rather psychologically you're experiencing it without the physical harm and that's where it really started was you know we're going to give you pull you out of your element and for the next 20 minutes or however long the experience lasts, you're going to be in a totally unknown world where you have no idea what's around the corner. And this whole concept grew over the years. And I think McCamey Manor and extreme haunted attractions really have come about as a result of torture films and uh, extreme horror uh, films that are out there. Cause if you think like you look back where did movies really kind of take a change? And they took a change, you know, in the early two thousands, I feel like, and we started seeing movies like saw, like we saw, Mm -hmm. saw uh, pretty young too. And that's some pretty, pretty tough shit to wrap your head around. Honestly, like it's very disturbing. It's very gory and it's terrifying. Oh yeah. Especially saw, like I'll be honest, like plenty of times where, you know, I can't even look at the fucking screen. Like, that shit just gets to me so bad and you know but i do like getting scared and and watching scary movies and the suspense that you get from that i mean like you said it is like the adrenaline rush is i guess addicting you know yeah it is it's it's very addicting and some people are adrenaline you know junkies in the sense that they seek out those experiences and i think i'm 
that type of person to a certain extent. <laughs> I'm not willing, like I'll assess the risk involved. And if it's to a point where it's going to f- possibly fuck me up for a very long time or permanently just to go through it and say that I did it, I'm out. Fuck that. Oh, not same that. here. And that's what the extreme haunted attraction genre kind of came about was that people, you know, you can, how long can you go through a haunted house where nothing happens to you? You just, you know, you're kind of walking through and boo, bah, boo. you know, mm-hmm. you're getting scared. There's people yeah. jumping out at you. How long before that becomes like, uh, you know, I'm laughing through the whole thing. Exactly. Because most haunted houses today, like they're all on a timer, you know, you go in, they do their thing. You get scared here and there and then you're out. Yeah. But McKamey Manor, a whole nother story. Yeah. It's, it's goes from, you know, a 15, 20 minute walk through to a, potentially six hour torture session where you're physically and mentally under duress the entire time. And Russ has said that he really came up with this idea and obviously he wasn't the only one, but he wanted to take this to the absolute max and take this to the next level that no one has ever taken it to. Because the only other one that I really know much about is the blackout experience and the way this is different from Russ's McKamey manner is in the sense that it's all about psychological. Uh, it's about, you know, getting in your head and making you see things and experience things, you know, in front of your own eyes that you would never ever experience in real life normally. And it re- and it's all in pitch dark for the most part. And you're in there alone. That's the biggest thing is it's nobody goes with you. You go into their experience and then you come out. I don't know exactly how long it is. I know it's it's fairly long uh, because they, it is the whole like tap out thing. There's a safe there's a safe word, and that's something that McCamey Manor does not have, and it seems absolutely insane to me. And we'll talk about that more. But this I- idea that if you do sign up and sign a waiver for one of these experiences, you should be able to get out at any point in time, right? Right. I mean, that's what I would think at least. But not with McKamey Manor because Russ was like, you know what? We're not going to have that. This is going to be the ultimate experience. And to this day, there is nothing out there that tops McKamey Manor for that extreme terror experience. So with McKamey Manor, let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of the facts behind it and just, you know, who Russ is. And if you've never heard of McKamey Manor or Russ McKamey before, I'm going to try to paint a picture for you and help you, you know, wrap your head around this concept that he has created. So the first thing that I find very, very interesting about McKamey Manor is the fact that it is a nonprofit. So this is like one of the the biggest things I think is the fact that Russ claims to not make any money off of this haunted attraction, whereas everything else out there is a for-profit business like blackout. What I've been referring to is a for profit business. You buy tickets for it. It's a whole thing. But with Russ's attraction, it is a nonprofit because he claims that he basically set this up in order to raise money and collect dog food for the Greyhound operation, which is a rescue foundation for Greyhound dogs because he has like 10 of them. So that to me right there is very interesting because it's like, okay, this guy makes no money off of this. How the hell is he putting this on? Because this is a very intricate experience. There's a number of different characters and actors involved in it. 
and nobody gets paid. There's no money being made here at all. It's very, very weird. When Russ McCamey originally started McCamey Manor or just his haunted house, it was in his backyard in San Diego and he opened it up around 2000 or so. And for a very long time, many years, he actually ran McCamey Manor out of his backyard of his home. But over the years, San Diego has gotten way more expensive. It's obviously way harder to run, you know, something like this out of your backyard because you got people screaming. Yeah. I mean, he's literally in a neighborhood. So how do you run? You know, people are calling the police on him constantly because you got to imagine like being his neighbor. You see people like everything looks real. That's happening. And he I mean, it's all a play, as he likes to say. I mean, people are are being abducted and taken to his house where McCamey Manor is. And, you know, people and neighbors are hearing screaming because, I mean, people are reacting to what's happening. So to everybody else that's out there, it looks real. Like everything that's happening looks like legitimate crimes happening. So obviously Russ running this extreme haunted attraction out of his backyard uh, definitely was going to come to an end. But unfortunately, due to financial issues that he had, he owed the IRS $250,000 in unpaid income taxes, which I'm like, why are you running this as a nonprofit? People would literally pay you to do this to them. It's all very weird that he's doing this for charity, as he says. But he actually tried to move the manor to Illinois in 2015. But as soon as residents figured out that he was coming to town, they spoke out against it and basically was able to get him I don't know exactly how, but he wasn't able to move there and do his attraction. So he had to go somewhere else. In 2018, Russ finally left San Diego and opened two locations, one in Summertown, Tennessee, and one in Huntsville, Alabama. And the Tennessee location is on two acres of property. It has a large red barn and multiple shipping containers where people are literally tortured as far as the Alabama location. We really don't know that much about it. I mean, Russ obviously doesn't want to tell you everything about his attraction and he really doesn't talk about it much in interviews either, but McCamey manor, the experience is open year round and people from all over the country and even all over the world have reached out to participate or have already participated in this experience. And it's so just odd because Russ just off first glance, like if you were to meet Russ at the grocery store or like he could just be your boss at the office, like he seems like a really nice guy. He's your typical, you know, older white guy in his sixties. He's got short gray hair, but he's got like this friendly face. He's smiling all the time. He's always kind of joking around. He, he honestly seems like a pretty chill guy. He does very approachable looking, you know, someone you could have a beer with or something. Yeah, exactly. I think the best way to describe Russ is he's a showman. Like he's definitely loves having the attention on him for sure. And it's interesting because when you look back at his life, he was actually a wedding DJ and wedding singer at one point, which is just so fucking bizarre. That is that a man that runs this extreme haunt is also singing songs at people's weddings. Like (laughs) the irony there is just too much because what the hell? This guy is like the face of evil to so many people. And yet he is still, you know, able to go into the wedding industry and be hugely successful as a DJ. And he's claims he's a very conservative guy, uh, both politically and he doesn't drink or use drugs. He says, and he tries to never use profanity. Uh, he tries to keep it very clean, very, you know, I don't know. He, he tries to portray this image of a very innocent, 
you know, hardworking guy, friendly, just kind of your all around American. And on the flip side, he's got this absolutely horrific and evil side when it comes to this experience he's created in McCamey Manor. So the people that know Russ, he is just the ultimate showman. He's, I mean, a great businessman in some ways because, I mean, how has he been able to keep this going? Clearly, he's raising money somehow. We don't know fully like his finances or anything, but this has been an extremely successful experience, like attraction. If you think about it, it's been going on for years and years and years, and there's still people willing to sign up and do this. And so, you know, in some ways, he's kind of a legend in the you know, horror industry, obviously a lot of haunted house attractions and founders of those who do it, you know, kind of the traditional way or the right way, as they would say, you know, they think that basically Russ is a hack. He's a cheat. He's fucking people up. And yeah, I mean, he's causing harm to people when you don't need to do that in order to create a terrifying experience. So they, a lot of people think he's really lame because his main thing is the physical aspect is what is really different about his attraction to many others is the fact that you, you know, you sign that waiver and you come into this experience, you're going to get fucked up physically, mentally, emotionally in every way. And, you know, not to the point where you're going to die or you're going to have, you know, have serious injury necessarily, but you're going to be physically slapped around and all that. So that is why people think that, you know, he is this really bad guy needs to be shut down and he's, you know, torturing people essentially. And I think what disturbs people the most about McCamey Manor is the fact that Russ himself films every single guest, as he says, that goes through his attraction. So he is in there the entire time with a video camera recording your entire experience. And he does this for every single one of his uh, guests, I believe. And so Not only that, he then takes the footage and edits the footage of your terrifying experience you just had with him, and then he makes a movie, as he says. He considers himself a filmmaker, and you know, I'm just the I'm just trying to get the shot, is what he always says. And that's why they're doing all this, is because they want the screams, they want the faces, they want all those shocking graphic photos, because you know, that's what it's all about. That's what this movie is all about is creating the most terrifying experience possible. And so that is why people believe that he has somehow found this legal loophole where he can legally torture people as long as he gets their permission and consent. But many people would argue the opposite. Now, before we get into the requirements to go through this horrifying experience, we're going to play you a little clip of someone's experience in McCamey Manor so you can get an idea of what we're actually talking about. That was just a glimpse into what happens at McCamey Manor. And just from watching that, I literally have children up and down my spine. This, this every time I watch clips of people going through this shit, I'm like, what were you thinking? Like, why would you want to subject yourself to this type of experience? I get like wanting to be in a horror movie, wanting to be scared to another level. It's unbelievable what what they do. So in order to actually go into McCamey Manor or even apply to be a part of it, you got to be at least 18 years of age in Tennessee and you actually got to get your parents permission if you're not 21. 
which is kind of interesting. There must be some type of law or something like that in Tennessee. And in Alabama, you have to be 21 years of age or older. Not only that, you got to go to your doctor and get a note from them. And I can, I wish somebody would film this because this would probably be so funny, but imagine somebody goes to the doctor and they're like, I need this note, sign this waiver for me that says I am fit and able to attend McCamey Manor. And your doctor's like, what's McCamey Manor? And then you pull out your phone, you show them the, <laughs> the, the most viewed video on McCamey Manor's YouTube channel and you watch your doctor's face. That would be some funny shit. Oh, they would be horrified because, I mean, how graphic you some imagine? of those videos are. It literally looks like someone's bleeding out at, at times and shit. Like, it's crazy. Dude, like, your doctor would be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, oh, you're going to yeah, go dude. do that? I'm not going to sign this for you. What's wrong? You're going to come back more fucked up, you know, psychologically than when you went in. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Russ also requires that you provide proof of medical insurance and pass a drug test when you sign their 40 page waiver that they have. So clearly he's trying to cover his ass in every way that he can through this 40 page waiver. And before you can even get this waiver, Russ has already researched you thoroughly. He does Skype interviews with you. He looks at your background. He asks you your fears, your phobias, basically creates a profile of you. And then he analyzes that profile and says, Hmm, is this going to make good footage? Cause at the end of the day, that's what Russ is, is he's really a, like trying to make these films for whatever reason. And that is what he's really focused on. So when he's going to pick out the participants to go through this experience, he's looking at everything. He looks at the complete picture of them before he actually chooses somebody to come to the manor. Here's a clip of Russ talking about actually how he breaks people down. It is quite scary the way we run the show. It's very psychological. It's very much a one-on-one scenario. And you are going to believe everything that, that I want you to believe. I'm in total control of the sights, the sounds, the smells, of your feelings, really. I know how to get inside a person's head. I'm real good at doing that. Be warned, if you come to McCamey Manor, we're going to make your tour personal. Every single tour is different. Just the way he talks about how he personalizes your experience just raises so many fucking red flags for me because does this guy have a controlling personality and power complex? Absolutely. Like he clearly thrives off being in control of people's experiences and he says it's all for the show. But a lot of people argue that this is just who Russ is and that's why he's so good at doing what he does. And he said it so proudly that he can mentally break people down. And it seemed like he took so much pride and satisfaction into that, which to me is pretty sick. Yeah. And and that's the thing is like, that's where people feel like there's blurred lines. Cause it's like, dude, this ain't just about the show. Like, let's be real. This is also about you and you feel proud that you have this ability to break people down and torture people and, you know, give them the most terrifying experience. And again, when I say torture, I mean like torture psychologically. I mean, he's not physically torturing people in there as far as we know, but he is torturing people in every other way possible. That's for sure. Yeah. Most of the torture is psychological, but he does incorporate like the use of water and and drowning, so to speak, and you know things like that. So I think he kind of stretches the lines a bit on 
you know, what things I can, he can do physically that won't cause like extreme harm. I mean, he doesn't right. care if he drowns somebody and they pass out because he knows he can revive them, but you know, he just can't do anything that's too damaging, which that's got to make you think about this person's psyche, right? It's obvious that Russ has thought a lot about how he can legally torture people because he goes just far enough that it's enough to simulate the real thing without getting him in trouble to the point where he's actually committing a crime that, you know, he can be prosecuted for. So it's, it's very interesting and, and how there is this blurred line there as far as, you know, what's crossing the line into straight on torture and where is it just, you know, a part of the simulation that he's enacting. So if you are a participant that gets picked and he's, you know, checked you out and he says, all right, you can do this. You know, you get to the waiver you go through the entire waiver and he actually makes you read it out loud, which in, in the waiver itself, I guess it goes through at least a hundred different ways that he could potentially torture you during the experience before you actually sign it. And people who have gone through this have said that it can take up to six hours just to get through the waiver. So they go through everything according to us and the waiver, they go through all the things that might happen to you. And people have to recite it out loud so that, you know, obviously there's no contention. You literally read it out loud. It was all video recorded. So you know what you were signing up for essentially before the experience begins. So like he said, the actual experience at McKamey Manor is totally specific to you. And the total experience really doesn't have a time limit to it because most people don't make it past, you know, an hour or even minutes. So he says the experience can last up to eight hours. And as far as I know, no one has ever made it past the eight hours. I think the longest time someone's gone through it is like six hours actually. Uh, And I mean, I could be wrong. There could be somebody else and it's just not out there on the internet yet, but I believe the record is six hours in McKamey manor. So with this experience, not only can you be in your own horror movie or simulate your worst fears, in real life. But if you make it all the way through and complete the 10 hour experience called desolation without failing any challenge, (laughs) they call challenge. They make you do different things throughout this experience. If you don't fail it, if you go through with it, you do it, you take it like a champ and you don't use profanity, which is fucking crazy that this is one of his rules is that you can't like use profanity during it. I'd be cussing the entire time. I'd be cussing at everybody, at everything, the oh, entire yeah, time. Dude, definitely. Like, what? You can't like, cuss? How does that even work? Like, how many people have actually stuck to that rule? Like, you can't cuss. I, I think people break that almost immediately, I feel like. And then the $20,000 prize is, you know, taken away from you almost immediately. And apparently, if you're going through this experience and you're going for that 10 hour prize, $500 is deducted every time you fail a challenge or every time you use profanity. So they just deduct it from your total, but let's be real. Nobody's, nobody's gotten to the, the prize at the end. So you're probably thinking what kind of people actually go through this. And what's really surprising about it is literally every type of person has gone through this. I mean, you're thinking, Oh, like a Navy seal could go through this. No problem. They wouldn't be scared. Navy seal did go through this and they did not last very long at all because the person that holds this record for six hours in McCamey Manor was a woman named Sarah P and she lasted six hours in this and when they were done and that's one thing that he does after your experience 
Russ likes to interview you. And I mean, if you want to watch some of this stuff, there's hours and hours of it on McKamey Manor's YouTube channel. We're going to include some of it in this podcast, but Sarah afterwards, I mean, she didn't even seem, she seemed like definitely rattled. Everybody comes out rattled, but she seemed like kind of okay. Like she was, you know, glad to be out of the experience, but she was definitely like kind of happy. She went through it. It's really weird. But then there's people who literally haven't lasted like 30 seconds in it. And I think the shortest time anybody's been in it is literally like 30 seconds. Cause this woman, she gets body slammed by one of the actors and it knocks her out. She goes unconscious basically. And she doesn't regain conscious for a very long time. They end up pulling the plug. So 30 seconds to six hours. I mean, how long would you last in this? And I know Russ makes it really hard for them to tap out. I mean, he questions them so hard. Like, are you sure you want to do this and all of that? Cause he ultimately acts like he's on their side. Like, no, I'm rooting for you. You know, you make it through he the does. haunt and everything, but uh, it's obviously for show. It may not be his true intent. Right. Exactly. I mean, not only that, he does make his participants watch a two hour video showing other people's experiences going through it before they go into it. So he does do his due diligence as far as like covering all of his bases legally and also informing the people that apply for this, what they're about to get into. I really do believe he does that to a great extent. Is it perfect every time? Is there scenarios where he doesn't? Absolutely. But for the most part, I think he does do a pretty good job of at at least telling people. I mean, it's all out there on the internet. Come on. If you're going to apply for McKamey Manor, you've watched some of the videos there. You got to know what you're going to sign up for and you could possibly have that type of shit happen to you. So I I think a lot of people just don't like it at all and just want to see it shut down because obviously somebody like Russ is going to have tons of haters and you know, there's a lot of reasons for why, you know, this should be shut down. But at the same time, you know, he's been doing this for so long and it hasn't been shut down yet. So, you know, is there any real reason for it to be shut down? Obviously, the biggest reason people want to shut McKamey Manor down is because they believe it. it's a torture chamber in disguise. And he's basically, you know, luring in people, telling them, oh, it's going to be this experience and, not, you know, you're going to be fine and blah, blah, blah. But in reality, what's actually happening is far worse than what Russ tells them. And, you know, he does lie to people as far as what they're going to encounter or what they're not going to encounter. And he manipulates people into doing it. And a lot of people have accused him of being almost like a cult leader to the point where, you know, all of his guests are his cult members and they've kind of go through this initiation process to join this cult and not in a literal sense, but a more theoretical approach, the McKamey Manor family, as he calls it. And so a lot of people think that, you know, he's manipulating people and, you know, he's telling them one thing and then another thing happens to them in order for him to create these films. So there's petitions out there that want to shut him down. And as of right now, he hasn't been shut down yet. So again, with the fee, it's absolutely free to actually go into McKamey Manor. If you're chosen, the only thing he does require is that you give a 50 pound bag of dog food or you bring like, you know, two cases of wet dog food for the Greyhound shelter. And that's it. No money is ever changing hands according to Russ and that the entire experience is to, you know, 
be a nonprofit, and provide people with a once-in-a-lifetime thrilling and terrifying experience. On the flip side of that, though, people say the reason why he goes the nonprofit route and he doesn't accept money is because there'd be a lot more oversight, there'd be a lot more regulations and requirements, and and likely you probably couldn't run a business like this. You couldn't insure a business like this in, in most cases. So this is the real reason why Russ made it a nonprofit is so that he can run this legal torture house without any oversight. And it's all kind of disguised as being for charity because also in any other type of extreme haunted attraction, there is a safe word. Like I said earlier, McKamey Manor for a long time did not have a safe word and any other haunted attraction out there in extreme nature like this, they have a safe word where all you got to say is safety or something like that. And the entire experience stops right then and there. And then you are basically just escorted out and it's done. It's over. You get to get out when you want to. But with McKamey Manor for a very long time, there is absolutely no safe word. And there may not even be a safe word today. And, you know, Russ claims that all you have to do is say, you know, their safety phrase. They create these phrases. It's not a word. It's a phrase or a few sentences to them. And I'm sure it's something fucking very degrading and very, you know, something you don't want to say. And he claims that it, once you say this phrase or, you know, a couple sentences, then, you know, the experience will stop. Well, that really isn't the case because in so many examples that he has out there on the internet, people are saying, I'm done. I'm done. Russ, I can't do this anymore. They're clearly tapped out and Russ forces them to continue the experience. He doesn't actually let you leave. And so people have claimed that they've wanted to stop over and over again, trying to say the safe phrase that Russ gave them for, you know, several minutes at a time and nothing stopped. And it, the experience just kept on going. Can you imagine that? Most of the videos I saw of those participants, they were like crying and begging and, you know, yeah. just in the worst mental state it looked like to me, I'd just be like, get them the fuck out. Like they're done, you know, but Russ is just sticking them back through it. It doesn't make any sense. I think if you're going to do an extreme haunted attraction or experience like this, there should absolutely be a safety word because because everybody's different, right? Like everybody's going to go through the, an experience. And if their experience is different every time, then it's even more so there should be a safe word because everybody's going to get to that breaking point at some time during the experience. And obviously it's going to be at different times, but it's also going to affect people differently if they aren't allowed to opt out of it. And it, they're forced to continue beyond this point of, you know, no return in a lot of senses, like they are done mentally, physically, emotionally scarred already probably and yet russ says no 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 no, we're not done and he continues it continues on for a while until literally the participant in so many cases is seemingly almost dead mm -hmm. like passed out laying on the floor they look close to death it's honestly terrifying to watch because you're like this person looks dead and they're they're like they're breathing they're breathing you know they make sure they're breathing but if you're going to do something so extreme like this, why don't you have a paramedic on scene? Why don't you have an ambulance? Why don't you have like the precautionary measures in place so that if something major happens, because it could absolutely fucking happen. And it has somebody had a heart attack during the experience and he doesn't like to talk about it, of course, because that's not, not good. You know, if somebody's yeah, literally serious. Having, and I mean, it, you can't cause a heart attack per se, but 
you know, the experience is tons of stress on the, on the psyche, on the body. A lot of things can happen as a result of high stress situations. I'll just put it that way medically. So the fact that they're not really prepared for that, he claims they are, but there's no proof or evidence of that whatsoever. So, you know, you could be bleeding, you could be, there's lots of things that could happen to you where you want out of the experience and yet he will not let you out. And there's nobody there to help you too. If something medically happens, like the, in so many of the clips, his actors are literally slapping the person. They're literally shaking them, just dumping water on them literally like trying to keep the experience going like rather than you know in my my mind if you go unconscious during anything you're tapped the fuck out it's over like that should just be a rule of theirs like if you go unconscious you're fucking done and i think he says it is it it is a rule if they're unconscious for so long whatever they're done with the experience but in so many of his clips the person's unconscious and they're still trying to wake him back up to keep him going in the experience. With that being said, I'm going to play you a clip of a participant who went through McCamey Manor and he wanted to tap out, but there was no safe word really. There's no way out. And here's what he had to say. I just want out. I just want to be done. I just want to be done so bad. I'm really suffering at this point. Like I am just mentally at the end. Please let me help. And it just feels like it was just a game for them. I don't know what I want to do, because right now you're very entertaining to me. And I like to be entertained. That whole entertain thing's interesting. Right? I want you to entertain me. And, and, and that's the hard thing about this is like, is Russ just being a showman and he's just one of the actors playing into, you know, this film that he's making? Or is this personal feelings that are coming out about the experience and that's the really tough thing that i just don't think we know is like where is there a line between those two or is it one in the same because yeah i mean clearly the the guy's fucking tapped out like he's got fake blood all over him i mean he's wet uh, he's shaking he's just like he's done and you know that was him looking back at his experience and he's like fucking hate Russ. Like I I was done. And this asshole's like, I'm not done with you. And I just feel like that that's crossing the line with the, these types of experiences is like, once you're done, you should be able to be done and there shouldn't be any sort of argument. There shouldn't be fucking, you know, you got to beg this individual that is an actor that you're a part of their play to stop the fucking play. Like, that's that's probably the biggest thing with this is like when you want to be done with something especially something like this you should be able to opt out you'd be like all right it's over stop i'm getting out fuck this but not in mckamey manner yeah that's human decency like once you're done you should have control yourself you know and just get out and it's like russ knows like he can continue taking you through against your will and just abuse the shit out of that basically Well, I think in his mind, he's like, I got this waiver already and I'm not going to let this end. We put in too much work and time and effort and money into this that mm-hmm. I need to make this film. So I'm going to do whatever I need to do in order to to make the film. And, and I think that's the, the big, big issue is the manipulation that's happening here on the behalf of the participants is like, you know, he's spinning it one way. But then once you're fucking in, you're in and you're going to get what you signed up for, but you're also going to get all this other shit that you didn't sign up for because now 
you're at his mercy. You're under his control. I mean, you just signed your life away, basically saying you have full control over me for the next eight to 10 hours and I can't do a damn thing about it. And that's really scary to think about. Honestly, like I just, I don't know. I don't know why you would even remotely consider this at all. And what's interesting with the whole film thing with Russ is like, at least the stuff I've seen on the McKamey manners, YouTube channel and just videos out there in general on YouTube do not show everything that's happening inside the McKamey manor whatsoever. They're just giving you kind of the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And, and the tip of the fucking iceberg is scary, man. Oh, yeah. So, Crazy. like, I, yeah. I mean, watch this. Oh, my God. Oh, I went out. I went out. I went out. I'm begging you, friends. I'm begging you. I'm done. I want to quit. No. No. Did he die? What's the problem? Oh, shit. Oh, oh my God. God. Hang on. Oh, my God. I need to know my brother's okay. I got just died, dude. Are you okay? I don't know. Where are you? What's, name, what's, name, no, of what's the name of the hunt? Yep. What's the, what's the name yeah. of the hunt? What's, what's the name of the hunt? Um. First of all, Russ, I thought you didn't cuss, man. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> he just was fucking cussing right there. And it, it's like, I don't know. Like when I watch that, it's very hard for me to to keep this idea in my mind that this is fake. Like nowhere near as hard as it is for the participants, but holy shit, like he does break you down to a point where you're at your most vulnerable state where psychologically you are just, you know, a puddle of, of mud. You're just a bunch of, you know, you're at his mercy in every way, shape or form. And so much so that these people are being knocked unconscious or literally, I think the fear just overtakes you to the point where you black out. I, I think that's a, a possible thing for it to happen is like you can be overloaded with all this adrenaline and then just terrified to the point where you go unconscious because your just body can't handle the stress in that situation that they've just put you in. And that guy would literally said, I felt like I just died. And he like, was dead fucking serious about God. that too. Like he was like, Holy shit. And then the other guy can't even can't even talk. He's like not even responsive. Like they're talking to him be like, you know, where are you at? And he can't even respond. So what are they doing to these people to get them to these states of of, of just complete breakdown of the human psyche? It's absolutely insane. It's kind of like a zombie like state, so to speak. And for some reason, just makes me think of that movie Shutter Island with Leonardo DiCaprio and how that whole you know thing over there and how they were changing people that was medically it's just way off this but it just made me think of that with mckamey manor in a lot of ways that's what he's doing but he's doing it in this legal way somehow like and a lot of people have a lot of issues with his actual waiver and just the words he uses in it i mean from what i've heard and what i've read about it, it doesn't seem like it's very legitimate at all and on honestly like probably wouldn't hold up uh, in court very well if somebody did you know go after him which people have so with his waiver a lot of of people especially other people in the haunted house industry really take issue to the things that people are signing because people are signing basically like i'm going to an extreme haunted house and you know these things these things could happen to me but in reality there's so much more that doesn't get said or you know you don't agree to in the actual waiver that you know you would actually be told about in other haunted attractions and with McKamey Manor it's very very different because 
the danger isn't just this illusion that's created like in other haunted attractions. The danger is absolutely real. And it's so real that in many cases, participants have experienced significant psychological trauma and real physical injuries. So from those clips that you saw and heard, I have a ton of questions about who these actors are that Russ is hiring because they look a little too comfortable in a lot of these scenes that they're, they're taking part in. Like it's, it almost looks too real. And Russ definitely has some shady hiring practices. That's for sure. I mean, he's admitted to interviewing people convicted of felonies for violent offenses. He's also reportedly claimed he's hired a convicted sex offenders before as well as white supremacists. So nobody is off the table for him, which I find very, very odd because to me, all that signifies is that he wants people with real fucking experience in terrorizing other people. Like if this was truly supposed to be the simulated acted out, you know, terrifying experience, you would think he'd go out and find actors or somebody with an acting background to do that. You know, somebody who could reenact the grudge or reenact, you know, characters from Hollywood or, you know, Freddie and Jason or something like that. But no, he goes out and he wants to find the most scary looking people physically, but also people who have scary records as well. There was one point when he was running it in San Diego where he had to fire one adult because they were basically giving drugs and alcohol to the underage girls that were working there at the time. So this was before, you know, it transitioned into this extremely, you know, dangerous haunt. But back when he hired teenagers and paid them with candy and pizza, as he says, to work in his haunt. And at that time, you know, they had, you know, nothing that bad to say about it. So it was fun and whatever. But people were literally taking advantage of underage girls in his haunted house. And again, this goes back to my point that you're not hiring qualified people to be running this type of extreme attraction. Like in any other industry, there would be trained professionals and definitely people with medical training or experience. And with McCamey Manor, as far as we know, there's none of that. None of these actors, none of these people, including Russ have any real certified medical training whatsoever, CPR, and people are literally passing out and they're just kind of looking at them. They're like, Oh, as long as their chest is going up and down, they're breathing. I mean, here, here's a clip of a woman literally passing out. This poor girl literally passes out during the experience. And then they're, you know, slapping her, hitting her. And finally she regains consciousness and she is hysterical. She's like, I want out. I want out. I want out. And Russ is still fucking with her at this point with a camera in her face. Like I would be so fucking angry. I would have punched that camera right out of his hand. Like after that, but you're still in his world. You're still in his experience. So you can't, but no help is coming to her at all. That's interesting because I bet people have tried to like lash out on the staff and everything in the haunt. And it seems like they would just make them leave after that. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, if you got to get out, but yeah, what if a lot of stuff that 
may not have been caught on camera is when they are attacking the staff, like they fight back and put them in their place and like, you know, literally force them back through it. That that kind of makes me question seems that could have happened or something. Yeah. Like that. I mean, that's a total possibility. Like I think about that too. Russ edits all this footage. So what we're seeing is it's just edited footage. So what is out there that's unedited? And you know, if somebody does step out of line during the experience, do they just correct it themselves? And they you know, cause obviously for them, I mean, they've put a lot into this to keep this going. So they don't want somebody just to punch them and then get to leave the experience. So yeah, that's a really good point. I think there's probably a lot of shit we don't know. And that is somewhere on one of Russ's hard drives that we would all be completely blown away by. Like there's probably so much shit we don't know about that's gone on inside of McCamey Manor. Let's talk about Russ a little bit more here for a minute. I mean, one of the things that I think about with this whole thing is how has this guy not been not only shut down, but how has he not been hurt by somebody else who's upset by the fact that he does this, but also, you know, why hasn't he been in jail yet? Why hasn't he been arrested for the things that he's doing? And what's interesting is that there was a point in which he was doing McCamey Manor in Tennessee, actually, and the police received a 911 call during the second experience that he ever did on his Tennessee property. And the caller told 911 that they saw a woman screaming and being dragged from a car. And when the police went to the location of this car that had abducted this woman, they believed that this was all really happening. They believe this was a violent kidnapping that was under play. And so they literally stormed the place and they found the alleged victim being kept in the storm shelter, apparently at the property. And obviously the police were very concerned about this, but once, you know, Russ came forward and said, Hey, this is a willing participant inside my McCamey manor experience. You know, no matter how freaked out these officers were, they couldn't do anything. I mean, they couldn't press charges because she signed this waiver. It clearly outlined everything that was happening and that this was a, you know, a play and, you know, a fake experience that was happening. And so they left. I mean, he got off. There was no crime that was committed as a result of this experience with the police. Russ now calls the police and gives them a heads up before he goes and gets his participants basically. Cause what he does is he actually goes and abducts them. He kidnaps them. So that's your first experience with, McCamey Manor is you're going to be kidnapped and abducted the actual way it's done bound and gagged and thrown into a back of a van and taken to an unknown location that is McCamey Manor. And so now, you know, he still gets calls from people that see this happening, but the police are, you know, warned ahead of time. So they don't actually respond to it, which is really crazy. But obviously this makes a lot of people very upset and he's gotten death threats, he said, legitimate death threats as well. He's even said he's been shot at. And, you know, people still, you know, try to shut him down all of the time because he does this year round now and he does one show, as he says, per week. One of the biggest questions I have about Russ McCamey is the fact that is all of this worth it? Is dealing with death threats, the police and, you know, all the backlash you get online, is it worth it? And Russ has really made McCamey Manor his life and I mean it's really makes up who he is because when he first kind of dropped onto the haunted house scene in 2011 he wasn't known by anybody it was still very small but by 2016 I mean by putting all these videos and I mean he says he films the entire experience from start to finish and then he edits it and then he posts it all for everybody to see so he's like 
I let you see, you know, pretty much everything. So, you know, not really doing anything that bad, but not only that, all of this footage that's out there has garnered him a fan base. I mean, there's a lot of people. He has 200 and some thousand subscribers on YouTube and tons and tons of fans. He had like 24,000 people on the wait list. So there's a ton of people that like this and are fans of Russ and his McCamey Manor. And it's given him this low key fame that I think he really enjoys because he's just that type of person. I mean, he's a showman. Uh, he's, you know, very he definitely wants to be in the spotlight. Let's just put it that way. And so McCamey Manor is that for him. It does give him that spotlight that he's always wanted. And he loves the fact that it makes people really upset. And, you know, let's explore that a little bit more. So at the very least, the experiences that Russ puts you through in McCamey Manor are torture simulations. I don't think there's any denying that at all. And according to multiple firsthand accounts, the torture is real. And it includes not only physical harm, but hypnosis and mind control techniques, which are very similar to those that were used by the secret CIA mind control operation, MK ultra. And, you know, I don't know how much of a connection between MK ultra and McCamey manor there actually is, but I would say there's definitely mind control techniques being used inside this experience that were absolutely used inside MK ultra. And I mean, at the very least, he's breaking people down through their phobias and fears so that he has them under his complete control. And not only that, he makes his participants wear like furry suits and dress up as different characters as well when they go through it, because it just makes for a more entertaining show, as he says. But I think it's also to kind of humiliate the participant in a lot of ways. I mean, if you're dressed up as this cartoon character or like in a Pikachu furry suit, like while you're being tortured, like that only adds to the effect. I feel like as far as Russ's real life goes, it has been a very, very tough road for him. That's for sure. And he was married to his wife, Holly for a long time. And I believe in the last couple of years, again, I don't have dates for any of this, but they got divorced and, you know, she was a part of, you know, what happened at McCamey Manor for a long time. So she knew firsthand about what Russ was capable of. And she claims that Russ became dangerous. She's also come out and claimed that Russ has allegedly told her about his pedophilic fantasies about children and that he looks at them in a sexual way. Holly also believes that he may have molested his children and has pictures of them posing in sexually suggestive ways. He's also told her that he could see himself shooting her with his gun. What's also interesting is that not only did Russ lose his wife, but his son and daughter are also estranged from him as well. His daughter, Lindsay has actually gone online and done interviews. And she said, she thinks that Russ is not a bad person per se, but that he is definitely mentally ill. She also insists that Russ is not a pedophile and that he's never inappropriately touched her or her brother, Russell, despite the claims of his ex-wife, Holly. Lindsay has said, though, that he hates children because of trauma from his childhood and that he has OCD and bipolar disorder. He's also a narcissist and an emotional person. He loved his kids, but he did psychologically abuse them. Also, Russell, who's eight years older than Lindsay, left home when he was 11 years old to live with his mother, and he would come back every year or so to visit, but never stayed. And then Lindsay left home when she was 13 years old, and apparently... 
Her father tried to commit suicide in front of her to get her to stay. And he did that to Lindsay's mother and stepmother, Carol Schultz, who she grew up with. And Carol stayed for a long time after Lindsay left, actually. Lindsay said Russ has been clinically diagnosed with all the mental disorders and that mental problems and suicide run in his family because Russ's father actually sadly committed suicide as well. Lindsay went on to say that McKamey Manor is all about psychological torture and no one is really being drugged or seriously injured. For example, people believe their teeth are being pulled out because they're being manipulated to feel like that. When her and Russell were growing up, actually, Russ used his children to test out new methods of psychological torture, which caused lasting trauma. And as an adult, Lindsay is in therapy, takes medication, has a panic disorder, and has daily panic attacks, likely attributed to some of this trauma she went through as a result of Russ being her father. She's also stressed that even if something isn't happening, like being drugged or pulling out teeth, what Russ is doing is extremely harmful traumatizing and deranged and should not be happening and she would like her father put in therapy and on medication and for mckamey manor to be shut down after knowing russ's personal life more it definitely gives you a bit of a more you know personal look into what's really going on there and clearly his family's a mess and i 100 percent believe that russ likely has mental disorders that are untreated and you know other things going on that are you know, making him attracted to this career. I mean, he's really made this his life so much. So he's given up his whole family for the most part to do this. And, you know, it's kind of become his art form in a way, these videos that he makes. I mean, he's very, very into it. So let's talk a little bit more in detail about what you can expect to happen to you during an experience at McKamey Manor. So like I said a little bit earlier, when you agree and you sign that waiver and you're all set to go, you got your date set to attend McKamey Manor, a staged kidnapping is set up to bring you to the location. They, a lot of times, like we said, put make you put on an adult onesie. Uh, don't really know why. I'm sure it's to make, make you feel more humiliated uh, during the entire experience. So you're then bound and pushed to the ground and not just pushed, smashed to the ground. They then throw you back into the vehicle and drive you to McKamey Manor. So according to the waiver, there are only a few things that are off limits. And one of those things is sexual situations. So there's, according to us, there's nothing sexual that happens inside of the experience, which is very different from some of the other extreme haunts out there. Like Blackout, I know they have nudity in it where you actually are brought into a room where there's naked people doing weird shit, like people sucking on uh, bloody tampons and shit like Ugh. that, like really nasty puke and poop and sex and rape and just really horrific, violent sexual imagery. You're basically presented in, and I guess you kind of take part in, in, in a, in a low key way, which does not sound like a fun time whatsoever. It sounds very traumatizing, honestly. So I don't get why people would want to do that, but in McKamey manner, there is no sexual situations. It's all about breaking you down and him using these MK ultra techniques to really take control of you and make you have the most terrifying legitimate experience possible. He also lets you choose two items that will be off limits during your experience. And one of the things he doesn't like is when people choose needles to be off limits. So according to people who have gone through this experience, some people have said they've even been drugged, given alcohol, despite what the waiver says. 
and you know russ has drugged them before and so when people say you know one of the items i don't want in the experience is needles apparently that makes russ very unhappy because according to some people who've gone through the experience they say they are actually drugged and needles are something i believe they do bring into the experience i think that is absolutely confirmed that it that they are brought in i mean lots of different objects are brought into the experience but according to russ and mckamey manor they're not actually physically used on you but they are brought very close to you like i saw one picture of somebody who had a, a saw bit in their mouth like their mouth with there he was like open your mouth mouth is open and you have to stay completely still so that this saw drill bit is not going to actually touch any skin so it's again it's just such a a gray area blurred line there like of where it could become very harmful at any point in time but yet they're able to just walk that line so carefully one of the things they make you do inside the experience is eat things that you have no clue what they are at all oftentimes they're covered in thick slimy liquid and they're made to look like fake blood or vomit and they probably taste disgusting obviously can't fucking feed you blood and vomit necessarily even though people do say and i have i think i've even heard him say if a participant pukes you pick up their puke and you put it back in their mouth oh that's nasty that's so fucking nasty but that's the kind of shit that's happening inside there and not only that you've got a lot of these actors and they're throwing you around they're tying you up things they're chaining you to things or making you carry heavy objects as well uh, do wall sits i mean they're literally breaking you down psychologically and physically throughout the entire experience but one of the things that i just can't believe they do is is pretty much waterboard people um, they dunk people's heads underwater i mean there's so many clips of people being in these chambers or these cages where they're submerged in water and they lock they lock you into it and then they push you down so they definitely make you feel like you're drowning during it yet this is not torture this is just part of the simulation it's just crazy to me it's absolutely insane i could never imagine subjecting myself to that like no way one of the water tank videos i saw on youtube was yeah they literally force submerged the the person inside there but they also had their like they were blindfolded a bag or something was over their head so i can't imagine being like drowning with a bag on my head and you know you can't breathe obviously so you're geez yeah you're literally being abused the entire time i mean like you've seen in some of the other clips they cover your nose so you can't breathe they push your head underwater they hold you underwater they grab your tongue pull it out of your mouth i mean they rip chunks out of hair out of your head and eyebrows and the entire time they treat you like you're in the military or something you're supposed to say yes sir no sir to them like it's this weird thing that russ has created man it's very very weird i mean they'll they'll put mud in your mouth they'll they've literally buried people alive given them a straw to breathe out of like it, it's it's all things out in any other circumstance would a hundred percent be considered torture i mean imagine if you saw this in any other setting and somebody was doing this i'm almost positive it would be a crime so it's like how is he just he's able to make a waiver and it somehow makes things that in any other circumstance i feel like would be considered abuse like it it just doesn't make any sense at all i don't get how he's doing this i mean the guy literally has you swim 
through a 200-yard muddy trench sometimes, and Rusk tells you that you're swimming with several caimans, which is a relative of the alligator. I mean, he subjects you to real animals. Snakes, if you're scared of snakes, you're fucked. He's going to make you encounter snakes in the worst way possible. I mean, there's literally clips of tarantulas crawling on people's faces, fucking cockroaches going inside of your mouth. Like he, he does all this shit to you. So if you're scared of creepy crawlies, you're fucked because he's going to bring that in and he's going to fucking do the worst, the most scary thing possible to you with that little creepy crawly thing. Can you imagine that? Fuck like in, if I were to ever do this, <laughs> which would never happen in any universe, I would, I would never tell him I'm scared of fucking spiders or snakes or anything. I'd be, I'd try I, to figure out what's the easiest, like the most tame thing to be scared of and tell him that seriously, I would try and outsmart his questionnaire to make sure there's nothing on there that would expose any of my weaknesses like that. Fuck man. It's just like, it's unbelievable. And, and I think the whole drugging thing comes from the fact that they do basically make you think that you're being drugged. Like they'll give you a capsule and tell you it's something and it might just be fucking like baking powder in a pill capsule, but you don't know what it is. I mean, you might absolutely think you're being drugged and maybe you fucking are being drugged. I mean, how are we supposed to know? But people are, are basically confront needles being put in you and stuff like no way. No way we do that to me. Like it, it's, it, and it goes on and on and on. I mean, people are whipped, tased, shot with paintball guns. You got welts, bruises. I mean, you're in pain and agony through this entire thing, physically, mentally, emotionally, in every way. And yet it's not torture. It's a simulation. Sometimes they'll even take you to visit the barber and they'll just shave your head bald. They'll shave your eyebrows and then they'll make, make you look at yourself and like in, in, in that scary type of situation, like, that's so fucked up, especially the clips I've seen of them, like putting plastic wrap around people's faces. Like you're experiencing all of these ways that you can die during this experience. Talk about a near death experience. McKamey Manor is a fucking near death experience in every way, shape and form. It really is like you're coming face to face firsthand with suffocating, drowning, creepy crawlies. I mean, people, you know, being chopped to pieces to having your limbs cut off anything you can possibly imagine of how you could possibly die. That is what they're doing there. That's what they're replicating inside of this experience. And they are so vicious with that duct tape. They're literally doing like a carousel, like all over their face. It's like, yeah, how can they even breathe? You know? And then if you try to fight, you scream, you are, you know, not just obeying what they're doing and you're trying to fight back at all. They literally slam you around. I mean, people have gotten different lacerations. They've been bleeding out of this bruising. People even had broken bones. I mean, there's countless, countless people that have gone through McKamey Manor that end up having to go to the hospital, have to get looked at. And nothing is ever like super serious to the point where, you know, you could shut the whole thing down per se, but there's definitely physical injury happening. But I think the real injury is what's happening to the mind. I, I mean, I just know from, you know, Pat, my past, like certain movies, mm-hmm. you know, you watch that movie and those images will come back in dreams, whether it's nightmares or it'll just come back in your thoughts. And you're like, all of a sudden you're disturbed by what you're thinking about and what you're seeing inside your head. Imagine fucking going through those things that you're seeing in your head, torture 
and all this super violent, gory shit. And it's now happened to you in real life. Like your brain, when you're going through this is, is taking this in as real. Like this is all really happening to you. And it's only after the experience when you're out of it that you realize like that was just a fucking fake experience. I'm fine. It was all fake, but do not tell me that there is not long lasting effects psychologically from going through McKamey Manor because according to people who have gone through, that's exactly what's happened. I thought, you know what, this haunted house, it's nothing. So I thought, you know, uh, I'm going to do it. Just the waiting, just, I could feel my heart rate going faster. I could feel my hands shake and I started to panic. What am I doing here? This is crazy. This is crazy. I, uh, I can't do it. I will not do it. I'm leaving. I come in the house for a second and I go back out and she's gone. So I jumped over the fence and I made a beeline uh, to my house. I went driving looking for her and I could see her running down the street. And I just got out of the car and I'm like, Grace, Grace, I know you're in the bushes. You're going to go through the haunted house. I put her in the car and, and drag her back here. The coffin is the scariest thing for, and that's that's one that's one way I got her in because I promised her, I, I promise you, Grace, I won't lock you in the coffin. Again. I want out. I want out. This is bad karma. But <laughs> did I lock her in? Of course I locked her in. No. One, Grace, one more time. No, Russ. That no. That's not happening. Grace, Grace, Grace. I tricked her into the hunt three different times. Well, why? Did you... I, why? Why? Did you why? Because I want the footage. That's why. Because I'll do anything to get that special footage. There's live snakes in this room, Grace. Oh God. You said there was. Oh. We lied. So will I do and say just about anything? I guess I will. Because as a filmmaker, you're thinking about the shot. Is it? Is it a control issue? Is it about power? Is it? Is it? fun to see people freaked out and screaming and I mean what kind of person does that let's talk about another victim of McCamey Manor a woman named Laura Brotherton and she says that this experience in McCamey Manor nearly ruined her life so Laura was a regular attendee of haunted houses and she was looking for something you know more thrilling before she was approved she had to complete you know, a number of different assignments in order to prove her loyalty to McKamey Manor, which does this not sound like a cult? My God. She had to buy her own adult onesie to wear and videotape herself at a local Halloween store. And she voluntarily got a tattoo that said McKamey Manor, the chamber, October 23rd, 2016, with blood dripping from the letters as a part of getting into McKamey Manor. How crazy is that? And she posted all this on Facebook. She arrived at McCamey Manor for a scheduled experience on October 23rd, 2016, and her estranged husband came along to make sure, you know, she was safe, if she was going to be okay. That morning, Russ McCamey found out that Laura was having an online relationship with a married man, and he exposed her online to her family and friends. How fucking crazy is that? Russ is literally like stalking these people online on Facebook and literally outed this woman. Laura's husband knew about the relationship and the man had told her he was separated too, but he wasn't. And when his wife found out, he ghosted Laura. 
Minutes before her experience started, her husband told her he wanted a divorce. Laura felt emotionally numb and confused about why Russ would expose her like this. He told her because he didn't believe in cheaters because Russ is, you know, this conservative guy. He's this, you know, holy man, pretty much. And at this point, it was pretty much too late to not go through the experience. So she ended up going through the McCamey Manor experience because she, you know, she'd already lost so much. She had already invested so much. So, you know, let's just go ahead and do it. But looking back, she now thinks that the torture she went through was way more extreme because her online relationships, you know, she was a cheater, personally offended Russ. During the experience at McKimmy Manor, Laura says she was tased and waterboarded. She was hit in the face with an open palm by a man multiple times. She had duct tape wrapped around her head, blinding her. She was picked up by her ankles and dunked headfirst into a tank of water. She was so emotionally numb from all this, she didn't scream or make a sound all the way up until this point. But as she nearly drowned, her body involuntarily convulsed. That's fucking crazy. Like, that's the thing is like these situations, no matter how simulated they are, they're triggering real reactions from the body and from these people because your body goes into fight or flight mode. And yeah, I mean, in high stress situations like this, you can literally have medical emergencies that would have never happened unless you were under this type of fucking duress. Like it's, it's just crazy. Laura was then forced to dig a hole with her hands and then buried alive in the hole. And she was given a straw to breathe through, but she had already gotten sand in her mouth and nose. So it literally made it very, very difficult to breathe. And she started coughing immediately. When she asked for water to, you know, clear the sand out, they just threw water on her face. And during her experience, they actually gave her knee pads to wear because they were having her crawl around all over the place. But one of the knee pads that she was wearing actually was cut off. And it opened up an old surgery scar on her knee. And while this was open, she was forced to crawl around some more while it was literally bleeding. Plus, not only that, she was fish hooked repeatedly, which is when these actors would put their fingers in her mouth and stretch it open. And the insides of her cheeks were cut and bleeding as well. At one point, she said she felt a file, like a nail file or something, scraping against her McKamey Manor tattoo and then her throat. And once she felt the file on her throat, she started to cry and she said her safe word over and over again because apparently they gave her one, but nothing stopped. She was held in place by her throat and the torture continued as she sobbed and repeatedly said the safe word. The torture finally stopped though when she started shaking uncontrollably and the actors thought she was having a seizure. She was then hosed down with a pressure washer and driven to a drop off point for when people quit. And at this point, she still has duct tape wrapped around her eyes. Can you imagine how fucking mad you would be in this situation? It literally shows no one at the McCamey Manor has any empathy or they just don't give a fuck they about what happens. Fuck. And you can't tell me it's just for the fucking shots, just for the movie. You know, we're just making a movie, man. I'm trying to get that one shot that we all want for the, for this movie. But dude. It's way beyond a movie at this point. You're physically torturing this person. This person's telling you to stop the experience that I willingly came for, and yet you're continuing to do it. And in Laura's case, and like all participants, Russ had her do an exit interview on camera. And apparently Russ warned her that if she said anything about what really happened, he would sue her for $50,000. And he fed her lines about how great her experience had been to tell to other people. So this is a threat that I think could have absolutely happened. I think there's probably 
different people's experiences where he was like, I'll sue you for, you know, everything you have. And these people don't, you know, have a way to fight back or don't have the money to be sued. So they just keep their mouth shut. I think there's probably a lot of situations like this out there with McCamey Manor. So after she does the exit interview and she got back to the hotel, Laura realized she was in severe pain. And so she started taking pictures of her injuries and then went to the hospital. When they examined her at the hospital, her face and body were bruised and swollen and she was covered in scrapes everywhere. Her knee was still bleeding and she had a hairline fracture on her foot and she had to use medical mouthwash for days for the fish hooking wounds. But Laura refused to tell the hospital staff what happened to her. So they called the police and apparently she left before they got there. But the San Diego police told her the waiver she signed releases Russ McCamey from any criminal liability. That's fucking insane. So that it's is. literally he's crafted up the the perfect waivers so that it allows him to do all this because you sign it all away. You sign away all these rights, which is just bizarre that he's able to do this and be a nonprofit and all this and that. It, it doesn't make any sense at all. And she's not the only one that has had experiences like this. I mean, there's been numerous participants who have filed police reports and then police have investigated, but no criminal charges are ever brought or, you know, he's not brought in for anything and no lawsuits have ever been filed against Russ McCamey or McCamey Manor, which is just crazy to me. I'm like, what? Nobody's tried to sue him because I guess the, I mean, if the cops are taking the waiver seriously, then clearly the waiver is going to hold up in court, I guess. So, you know, he hits people with the lawsuit and says, I'm going to sue you back for this. Then people just, you know, give up. They're just like, all right, whatever. I'll just, I'm not going to go through all that trouble. So that that could absolutely be what's happening and why he hasn't been sued by anybody because nobody that's gone through could possibly go through that legal battle with him. And again, he has this waiver that's clearly holding up with the police. So it must hold up in court as well. But this all brings us back to this question of why. Why does Russ do this? And what what's in it for him? Like, what is there to really gain from this? I mean, it's a nonprofit. He says he does it for charity. There's no money being exchanged. So what is McCamey Manor for us? And I think there's a multi-layered answer to that. And I think the main answer is that I think Russ really does enjoy terrorizing people. I think he absolutely gets so much enjoyment from seeing people's. I mean, imagine the amount of footage Russ has edited through to put all that content on his YouTube channel. It's absurd. I mean, even his, his wife or ex-wife said that all she heard all the time was people screaming inside their house because he's sitting there editing through the footage. Like I could see that it's insane. Like I, I think he clearly is drawn to that. He's attracted to it. That gives him some sort of satisfaction to watch people go through this torture and, through these experiences that he he created in his mind like he's coming up with all these ideas he's masterminding it he's literally kind of the puppet master in a way and and i think he loves that control that he gets and he loves you know making these videos well what is he doing with these videos right because the videos are they're on youtube i mean maybe they've made him some money but youtube definitely doesn't like this shit it's pretty much put it all in this 18 and over category. There's no ads on any of this because it's not advertiser friendly. So he's not making money on YouTube from the videos. So why put all this effort and time? I mean, he said he's put half a million dollars at least of his own money and savings and 
retirement, everything into McCamey Manor, yet he's not getting anything back. It just doesn't, I don't buy that. I just don't. It's like he has an audience who may buy into each participant that goes through the manor and how long they'll last and, you know, people throwing down bets and yeah, money and all of that. Be. Like, cause how else is he making all this dough? You know, you, yeah. And you, there's no way that people are just coming to do this for free. Like be these actors, like obviously they're well, sometimes criminals and stuff and, you know, but for free, literally he's paying them for nothing and they're doing all this. Like they're risking a lot, especially as a, if they do have a criminal record, like you think your parole officer is going to be down with you doing this kind of work? Hell no. Hell no way, man. Like I, I just don't buy that at all. And and that's why a lot of people believe to your point that there's got to be some betting going on. And I think in some of his videos or at least one that I saw, he does reference Vegas and betting. And I think he's joking in it, but I don't know. I, I think there's probably absolutely people that are betting on the participants because the way that he does, it's like a show. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not like this personal experience that he just goes back and watches over. I mean, he probably does do that, but there's clearly a bigger audience here. And obviously there's people on YouTube that want to watch this shit and stuff and, and whatever, but there's also got to be more to this experience. I mean, so much so that he does it once a week, tw- you know, throughout the entire year. Why would you do that? Why not just do this around Halloween every year like every other haunted attraction? But yet he runs this shit all fucking year. So to me, that says there's something else going on that the public doesn't know about. There's got to be some sort of betting. There's got to be some sort of, you know, he's creating fetish porn or something like that. Horror porn or whatever you want to fucking call it. He's he's putting it somewhere else that we just don't know about. And it's somehow getting him money or I would not be surprised if there's literally private donors as well, I, I really do believe that there's probably people out there who are sick and love this shit, love to watch people. This like turns them on. This gets the, this gets them going. So I bet you anything, there's wealthy people out there that are paying Russ money, donating to his nonprofit. I want to see his fucking nonprofits financial records. That's what I'd like to see because that would tell us a lot. If his foundation is his nonprofit is getting money and from where, right? It's not like McCamey Manor's got their our charity fundraiser. <laughs> Come to our no, no. The only fee he charges you is dog food. Give me a break, dude. And he donates that to another charity. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. There's definitely something going on, and ah, oh, man, I, I bet you there's all sorts of craziness with that. He could be getting donations from wealthy people or. A lot of people believe that it's dark web related. Like there's, if you don't know what the dark web is, it's a whole nother fucking level of the internet that we can't normally access through a web browsers. You need a, you need a special type of client in order to access it. And it's this whole other level of the internet where nefarious activities happen, drugs, human trafficking, you name it, anything goes there. And there's places called red rooms where people go in and they watch people be tortured and murdered. And you know, people, gamble and bet on different types of things like this. And a lot of people believe that that's where he's taking this content to is the dark web and where it's, you know, untraceable to, to law enforcement and he's either selling it or he's playing it uh, for people live even. I mean, who knows what he's doing, but again, this is all just claims and allegations. We have no proof of this at all, except for some recent allegations in 2020 uh, revolving the dark web, came out actually 
And there's a lot of people out there that believe that this is exactly what's happening. Russ is putting all this out on the dark web and he's somehow profiting that way. And therefore, if he ever gets caught and there's ever, you know, proof of this, then this is all highly illegal. Everything from the McCamey Manor experience to all the footage and what he's doing with that. I mean, that's what I'd like to know is, especially as a participant, where is my footage being shown? Like he probably has full control over all of that as well. So I don't know. I, I think the possibilities are endless as far as to, you know, what he's actually doing. But if you were to ask Russ, he would deny all of these allegations, these claims. He'd say this is all an art form for him. He's just a filmmaker. You know, he's just trying to up the ante, try to create the the next most scary, terrifying experience and that people love it and people are fans. And, and that is true. People do really enjoy this sometimes and they do are our fans of this experience and this extreme haunting attraction. And at the end of the day, it's like these people are, as far as we know, willingly signing the waiver They're They know what they're getting into to some extent. So, you know, is it our job to take that ability away from people to, you know, go through simulated death experiences and experience this stuff. I mean, uh, for me, I think people do have that, right? What do you think? Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. I mean, your life, your choice, right? But it just still blows my mind that people continue to sign up for this place after they're well aware of what they're getting themselves into and, you know, what repercussions are coming their way. It's just, I don't know if it's just people being in complete denial, like, Hey, you know, it may not be what it seems. I'm just going to be that person to say I went through McCamey Manor type of thing. And I think little do they realize like that is what you're stepping into could be a real big life changing event for you. Like, could yeah, be, you know, serious repercussions on your mental health. Right. That's why he should require that you show your doctor the, the footage <laughs> of what's about to happen. Cause like, I swear, I, I think there's a lot of people that just cannot handle this and should not be going through this at R because they want to prove something to themselves. Maybe they want to conquer fear as some of them say, or they just want to see if they can, you know, it, there's some level of fame to it now, especially mm -hmm. he's created this sort of fantasy around it. Like, can you survive McCamey manor? And now it's like, who's going to be the person to make it all the way through and win that prize. Like he, it's really kind of genius in a way what he's created because he's, created this want for people to go through this experience because they want to be the one that holds the record that makes it the 10 hours and you know says i survived mccamey manor and it's like i mean i guess if that's what you want to do yeah. and you understand the risks involved then why not i mean why not let people if they want to simulate torture and death then why not let people do that like why do we need to shut that down I think the biggest thing is just people want to know that there's nothing illegal happening and it feels a little shady what's happening. And there's probably a lot of things that aren't out there that have happened. And obviously we heard some of the victims of McCamey Manor. It's not, uh, it's not what it's cracked up to be. There's a lot of shit that goes on in there that is not okay and is absolutely probably a crime. So I don't know. I mean, it's one of those really tough ones. It's like, I I'm all for the haunted attractions and the extreme ones at that. If you want to subject yourself to that and fucking, you know, go through it and have that experience all the power to you. I'll watch your after interview. I, I love <laughs> yeah. watching those. Cause I'm just like, God, what the, I, and, and, and that's the thing with you look at some of these after interviews and people just look rattled, dude. They look fucking so scared. Like they just fucking, they did experience death. Like, 
in in every way shape and form definitely from the videos i saw it was like a night and day difference it's like they before they go in the mccammy manor they're just smiling ear to ear like hell yeah here we go but their aftermath video is like dude you just got like mentally fucked it looks like basically i mean broken down to nothing like reduced to nothing to yeah it's wild to see what people look like coming out of that and i mean i i do think he's using some techniques that the military uses for torture probably and maybe even mk ultra and that whole mind control thing i think is real is real i think he does have some skills in that department and he knows how to break you down he knows i mean he prides himself on that i mean he he loves the fact that he has these abilities and you know is it all right to subject ourselves to this guy to you know use these very questionable techniques and mind control and you know different ways to terrify you and and have this long lasting impact on you i just don't know i mean definitely not for me that's for sure i'm definitely not going to be signing up for mckamey manor ever because no way yeah you couldn't pay me to do that no i wouldn't even take the 20 if you paid me 20 grand to go do it i would turn it down oh yeah i just know that that shit would fucking haunt me for a very long time and psychologically man i I gotta think that ptsd is a real possibility oh yeah because definitely especially if you're he's taking advantage of your fears and phobias and he's specifically targeting those like man i I could just see the amount of things that could just scar me for for life probably so yeah i mean i'd love to see some like polls done on all these participants and know more about you know is there a you know heavy weighted one side like people are definitely never again shut this guy down russ isn't a bad man like this shouldn't be happening and how many people are like i'd do it again (laughs) it's it'd probably be heavily weighted one way that's for sure i don't think there's that many people would be like hell yeah sign me i'll do it again i'll go for the time because on average people don't make it through it like less than an hour most of the times minutes seconds like it's very rare that somebody even makes it into a couple hours of the torture at McKamey Manor. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's one of those. that's very interesting though. This whole concept of extreme haunted attractions is very interesting. And I think if done right is completely hundred percent fine. I, I think waivers are great. All that's great. You should know what you're signing up for, but you know, I, I think McKamey Manor is definitely blurring the lines. And I think there's probably a lot of things happening. We just don't know about, that would probably shock us. And honestly, I think McCamey Manor's probably got to be arraigned back a bit and definitely need some oversight. Definitely need to investigate it a bit more because I'm definitely highly suspicious of what's going on there. It's, it's very disturbing, but again, nobody's being forced in. Nobody's being, I mean, you're being kidnapped, I guess, but you signed up for the kidnapping. So I, I don't know. It's just one of those. I want to know what you think about it. Cause it's, everybody's got their opinions about it. And I know you will probably have your opinions about it too. So definitely leave us a comment. Let us know. Tweet us about it. Maybe you've been to McCamey Manor. Maybe you've gone through the experience. I'd be really interested to hear about your experience. That's for sure. So with that being said, we will go ahead and wrap up today's episode there with McCamey Manor. Definitely let us know what you think. And hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I know it was definitely different, a bit crazier, a bit chaotic, just like the fucking experience. But We'll be back next week with another episode. I know you will.
definitely enjoy. So until next time, lights out, everybody.